All right, we're back and we're in a, a casino, Mystic Lake Casino. I think it was a um, smart place to record due to the fact I just watched The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix, big uh, documentary that's going around about the dangers of social media and AI and the internet. And they relayed a lot of it to um, the addiction of going to a casino. The bright lights, pulling the, down the slot machine and you know the dopamine hits of almost winning money and so forth so jake i'm stimulated right now looking around yeah a lot of lights it it is amazing how advanced like casinos are with our own psychology and you know in vegas and a lot of these places don't have clocks and it's always like the same uh, lightning no windows yeah you can i I cannot tell what time of the day it is when you're in here no it's just it's just lights flickering uh getting your attention and Lots of noises, and I don't know if I was expecting more or less people in here with COVID, but it's actually decently packed for what? What is today? On Wednesday? Tuesday afternoon? Tuesday afternoon? Yeah, no, there's a lot of people in there, and they have to do the mask, so we have a mask on, but they're still allowing smoking. Like, we're yeah. sitting in a smoking area, which is interesting. you think it spreads with that, but you know the casinos couldn't shut down. Like, there's too much money being made. Like, Vegas reopened. Uh, it looked like, at least when we walked in, that the card tables weren't going. And I think I remember talking to one of my buddies that lives on the reservation. He was saying that it's just the slot machines and maybe... Uh, Certain hours of the day they have. But I don't know how much cards playing they have or any of that. Yeah, you'd think the slot machines would be the worst ones unless right. they're constantly yeah. uh, wiping them down, you know, touching all the buttons and all that. But then they do, if you notice, they do have like uh, two... Uh, they're two chairs apart or they have like room between each slot's machine so i don't think you'd be just like lined up in rows so they have some social distancing happening here but anyways i thought it was a great location to do this podcast on you haven't seen the documentary yet but in the social dilemma they talk a lot about uh, human psychology and using it against us all the social media people and they um did a lot of like what analogies metaphors for um the casino and how good they've gotten at you know making you spend money and, and lose money in the huge massive business that is gambling. So you're saying that basically social media companies like Silicon Valley has taken the psychology behind casinos and whatnot, implemented it in social media. So basically, when you're on Twitter, it's the same addiction levels as if I were to go to the casino and bet money. Basically, they have like corporate psychologists, and they they got influenced by the casinos in Vegas, and they talk about it in the film about, you know, pulling the lever, that's where you're getting your dopamine, and maybe it hits, and maybe it doesn't, the the flashing lights, the um, the social aspect of it, um, yeah, they took a lot of influence from gambling world and put it into social media to get you more engaged, so more addicted. Like, almost, you can kind of equate likes and retweets to winning money at the casino, did they do that at all? I bet it's similar, yeah, the, the dopamine hit. Well, and it's like that reward, like, I, reward. yeah, I won, the, I did something, and people are responding. And you're constantly rechecking it to see yeah. if you got a notification, see if this hit, see if this didn't. There, there's, there's the weirdest part, or worldly part that stuck out to me in the documentary was, like, the loading sign. So, like, when you, when you go to, like, a social network and you scroll up and it shows it's loading, and then they show you, um, you know, a selected number of things, people that you've... Uh, recently engaged in you know how the algorithm works but they don't need to do that loading thing like they could just pop up everything in in a chronological order but you keep refreshing right and new stuff comes new stuff comes and that's the same as a slot machine you pull it 
new stuff comes. You pull it, boom. And so that loading thing is kind of like an anticipation moment. Yes. Like you just, you did something to cause a reaction, so you're gonna get more information. Or you're gonna see stuff. More stimuli. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's it's like really dug deep into our psychology. Like, um, oh, I do this, and I get a good uh, stimuli after it, right? You know what I mean? Like it's hacking the dopamine sensories. Like that's why um, I read about this. When you take drugs, like the real dopamine hits are coming from like when you're about to take them or when you're gonna go get them. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can speak to that too because I'd be like in withdrawal, like having physical withdrawal symptoms. And then once I knew that I would, was on my way to go get it, and even then I'd still be a little bit anxious because like what if the guy doesn't show up, yada, yada, yada. But once you finally get it and you know you're about to take it, before I even took it, I'd be out of withdrawal. There's the thing about like smokers too. It's about like uh, putting it in your mouth and then sucking it and then... Uh, it's like a ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. habit, the habit, the power of habit, right? And, and it's the psychology behind that that they've like hacked into for social media. And it was a wicked documentary and obviously it's against social media and delete your accounts. And I've been pretty proponent against social media. I deleted all mine, um, you know, like two years ago. And I finally, I deleted that Snapchat. I didn't make a Facebook for overseas, right? But I... I also saw a different point of view from the social dilemma about these Silicon Valley people of what they are creating, right? This machine learning and what they are building. And here's where I think I go against the main idea behind this film is like, what if the Silicon Valley people understand to build like the perfect world or to build some clarity or to build like a clear picture of reality? we had to go through all this shit to go past the threshold. Yeah, I, I heard you say that. And I, I get what you mean, but like, who gives these Silicon Valley dudes the right to play God? And how do you know that their vision is the correct vision? I mean, I, I just don't, I agree, I get with what you're saying. Like they think that they're putting the greater good ahead and like, you know, they have to go through this. But at the same time, like I just said, who gave them the right to do that? Like why, why should I feel comfortable with them making that decision for me? No, oh, 100%. And that's a, a big point. And what I found really fascinating, too, was that they showed, obviously, Zuckerberg and a lot of different things. And he's hated on both sides, big yeah. time. And I know for a fact, because a congressman I knew, like, had, like, meetings with him and this tech stuff and, like, behind closed doors. And he's as liberal as they possibly are. And so you would think... All the Facebooks turned more conservative, right? The older people on it, you know what I mean? And and uh, they, they're starting to let a lot of the fake news go rampant, right? They let it happen. And that's totally against his, like, uh, ideology, right? But I think it's coming to a point where these machines and their what they built is running on their own now, right? And they're starting to not have as much control, and it's starting to go in a different direction. Yeah, well, real quick, uh, I don't want to get into this too much, but like you said, Zucker is like a bleeding liberal. If you look at like Twitter and who is on the board of Twitter, they're also on Kamala's campaign and Biden's campaign. Jack Dorsey's an extreme progressive. Yeah. So, but so what you're essentially saying is that the machines have kind of learned enough where they're able to dictate the algorithm, so there's not as much manual manipulation by people like Zucker, people on the Facebook team that are, let's say, like on the Kamala team? Yeah, I'm th I'm saying like the AI is taking over and the machine learning is creating its own wild beast because like obviously the main thing is to get engagement so you can get advertisement, right? Yeah. Like the advertisement dollar. So what engages you more is obviously um, polarizing in the rabbit holes, right? So you see these people in, in different realities and you like a Trump post and you start seeing more conservative stuff and then all of a sudden you go from 
Steven Crawler to Alex Jones deeper down the rabbit hole. They're starting to like um, contain that, but that leads to more engagement. On YouTube, they've completely stopped that. And it's, part of me thinks, I've listened to this one podcast, and he's one of the guys on there basically says, like, do these companies really even need money? Because a lot of them operate at a loss. Uh, I think Spotify, YouTube operates at a loss, and what they're doing is they're almost crushing their business model by taking away that rabbit hole because now if you go look for Steven Crowder it's not going to lead you to Alex Jones it's going to lead you to Fox News CNN so I don't think at the end of the day these companies really need the money because they're I heard that the obviously the advertising money is huge but their servers and the data they have is worth like trillions know what I mean and it's like the long-term vision that the shareholders are paying for type deal that basically what I said is correct then they don't need that average because if they're making so much off the data and all that and all your data is already in there. the data is going to advertisement yeah okay but they i think the future prospect of what that data can bring okay yeah so basically it's right they're, they're not they don't need the advertising bucks as much because they already have a database of everybody's data that's worth trillions so they are operating at a loss but i guess they do have all that then for a later date possibly i think some something around that but I don't know. Overall, the documentary was fantastic. Uh, they really hit on like a young kid in the Generation Z that grew up with this stuff. You know what I mean? And how, like, this is what we tried talking about the bonfire the other day. That I don't think we we're released that recording. Is how we were really hitting on like human evolution, right? We're not much different than people two thousand years ago at all, right? But our technology—they have a graph on there that's just been exponential growth. And how, as us humans, have evolved can we handle this technology and what it's doing? Like, were we supposed to be in touch with millions of people at once at our fingertips? Yeah, that's, uh, I remember listening to Rogan way back and there was somebody on there saying how, you know, living, let's take me for example, living in Minnesota, I'm not supposed to know all the disasters happening in China or Europe. Like our brains were not meant to do that. At a younger age, or at a younger, at a different time way back, you only knew it was happening within your You're community. Yeah, 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 not even, yeah. So. It has allowed us to see all this, but at the same time, it's creating a reality like we talk about, and that may be persuading to be a negative reality because you're seeing all these negative stories. Yeah, and it's like, okay, um, they had an example of this girl who posted a picture, didn't get liked, so she deleted it, reposted it, and she was getting nice comments, and then one person said, hey, your, ele- your ears are like elephant ears, right? And uh, then that, that's all she could think about was that negative comment, and then she becomes self-conscious, but a point was trying to be made is that were we meant to have millions of people um, or thousands of people able to uh, tell us something? Because, right, we talk about different realities and different perceptions. So now you're getting bombarded with a million of these different ones, and it goes back to, like, cognitive dissonance and your reality breaking down. And you're like, what the fuck is real? So this person thinks I'm pretty, this doesn't. Now I have elephant ears, but this person said my hair is great, but now it's not. Know what I mean? Like, is our brain capable of handling all those different perspectives? It's almost like we're getting an overload of information in our brains. And that probably leads a lot of people, what they showed is uh, the younger generation not having sexual partners, um, not getting jobs, anxiety, depression, checking out of society because you're right, when you have so much overload of information, it's pretty hard to take action. Because you don't, what do I do? Should I do this? Should I follow this trend, that? Well, these social media sites have become the place, uh, like the epicenter of public discourse. And so if you're rejected on there, you're basically feeling rejected from society, even on a larger level than you would be if you got rejected from like your community because there's so many more people on it. And that's the thing too, is like when they're banning people off of it, you're literally like banning somebody from participating in social discourse because a lot of social discourse is happening on these websites. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously a good point. Like in the Roman forums, it's like, 
exiling them to uh, Sardinia in, in the islands so they can't talk in the forums no more. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And uh, I was going to mention... And real quick, too, like, I know you saying, and I've kind of implied that it's, like, radicalizing people, and it's some it is, but at the same time, it's also informing people and helping them, like, it's how, Twitter has helped me a ton. Ever since I changed my timeline to start following more productive or more uh, positive people, it has really changed my life, and uh, I forgot where I was going with this. The reality, so, is it shaping your reality? Oh, so, I mean... It can radicalize people, but at the same time, like there is good aspects of social media where it helps improve people. And it- and that's a point too. Like I was watching the documentary, and uh, I was watching with a friend, and I'm like, well, it, it, what is it the person's fault too? You know what I mean? Like how much are we gonna blame it? Like log off your phone. You know, like what was that meme from Tower the Creator? Like, dude, you're getting bullied. Turn off your phone. How is cyberbullying real? Just turn off your computer. Yeah, yeah, like. So that's when I take it back to like the Silicon Valley people, like. You know, are they just like, okay, these people are stupid, and is it really our fault that they're addicted to it, and, you know, we're programming them, basically? But yeah, I was just about to say, is that they have gotten us addicted to it by going and making it like these casinos on there, like each, you know what I mean? It dug deep into our psychology, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe it, the, 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 the ends justify the means, and they're going to try to get us to a point where, you know, or who controls who? Like, the, our whole history, people have taken over and taken power so i mean yeah we can have some government regulation then okay but you know can you fault them for for your decisions you're you're you can handle your addictions so i mean if you're influencing somebody enough and like brainwashing them i because i personally believe like they're running these like psychological warfare operations like they do to destabilize other countries like we're seeing that firsthand and they're running it on us now so if like these brainwashing or mind manipulation techniques are so good and they're intentionally doing it, then whose fault is it? I mean, you can get the government involved and regulate it. Sure the government is involved. I'm sure it's all, you know. Like I said, there's Del- people. Delete your social media, like I did. You know, that's well, I'm one not person. saying I'm not saying for me, but I'm just. And that's another fallacy argument. It's like as a whole, they're literally like. It's like herding sheep and cattle. Like they, they are programming you to be this way. So you can't say, like, I can't get mad. Well, what do you do? You, you tell them, stop doing it? Or what? I mean, psychological and persuasion has been going on since the dawn of time. You know, newspapers, radios, the public forum, all that. Like, yeah. maybe sometimes it, it's just going to happen. And it, like, uh, um, I, I listen to a good podcast, and this guy was in the liquor industry. And he's like, you know, people love their vices. And if I'm not going to sell it to them, you know, they're going to buy it from someone else. So, you know, these social media people, can you fault them too if they're like, wow, the average person really is this stupid? So we might as well switch their mindset to this and program them here. Okay, yeah, I get what you mean, but like at the same time, they're take they're influencing these stupid people to do their bidding then. You know what I mean? Like they're using these people. What about the, um, the kings of med- medieval Europe? In- yeah, it's gone throughout Yeah, I, I, so to answer your question, do I know what to do about it? No, I don't. Um, but I don't think it's like each individual person's fault that they... I mean, there is some responsibility on the person, but I don't completely blame people when they're... Let me talk about too, is that now you have everything on your freaking phone. You have all the information in the freaking world. So obviously there's pros to all this, and obviously with pros come cons. And that's why I keep like reverting back to what if... 
we're trying to be conservative and stop the progress of humanity through this. And obviously, well, what if the bad people are in charge and lead us down a mark of the beast type thing or, um, you know, all the biblical stuff, right? But what if, what if, so like, what if someone's like, I don't want to do the car anymore. No, I, we need to stick to horses because the cars will go too fast and kill too many people. Well, obviously cars have created a massive industry and helped uh, people live out in the suburbs, live out in the rural and communicate, transport. And it's resulted in, look at uh, the poverty rates compared to where they were a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? So what if this is the, the, the threshold where we have to get through with it, go through some pain and it's our generations that... No, either survive or you don't or you go crazy but we have to get to these points to have the neural link and that makes everything happy type shit yeah I mean I like what if we're stalwarting stalwarting that's the word progress of humanity to get to type tier civilization where we can go to the the universe and I, mean, I, I really don't have like an argument it. for that or like I don't know what to reply to that because I I I don't know the vision of humanity. Like, are we supposed to eventually merge with machines? Is that like, is that supposed to happen? Is that in our uh, evolution, or is that trying to? Is that being influenced because they want? From listening to podcasts about conspiracies and whatnot, all I've heard is how special humans are, and there's this fight over humans. So if we merge with machines, like, does that do we lose? You know, our unique ability of being a human. You know what I mean? Like, do you... but what what is our body like? flesh and bones what's the difference between that and a robot thing it's the consciousness right so what if you plug the consciousness in the robot it's kind of like i guess then do you want to live forever do you believe there's an afterlife do you believe that it goes beyond this i'm somebody that believes we go beyond this so if i'm given the chance to live for eternity i don't think i would take it because i think there is more than this realm or whatever this is and maybe it gets to the point where we get out of this realm and into the the 40 dimensional where the the machine elves from DMT live type deal. So we didn't have to die. I'd be fine. So here's the thing. Is I'd be fine with people merging with machines, but I don't think it should be like a forest thing. Like I shouldn't have to get a Neuralink. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah I, I think, think that's, I mean, we might be heading that way, like where you have to have this chip, you know, with like they said with Bill Gates vaccine and whatnot, like they want to do a chip and that chip is going to tell you your vaccine, if you have all your vaccines and whatnot, if you're whatever, if your social credit score is good, like you... It's going. We're going to a point where that's seeming to be like mandatory. Where I don't think that that I don't want to merge with machines. No, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's very scary. Exactly. Like, who controls it? And are is there good intentions? And uh, power corrupts everyone and, and whatnot. But I think I just saw like a different point of view from this this social media documentary, looking at it as in going from the uh, horse to the the car, going to the next level. And are we? Are we sacrificing uh, progress to be like, oh, I'm scared of this and all that? I, I haven't seen this doc. Uh, so it sounds like it's about the evils of social media. What was what? The evils of social media. Not so really what is, hey, about in the show, what did they show the evils of social media? Like, did they show some Generation Z guy getting, like, yeah, go down Trump? to a rabbit hole? No, it was like a centrist movement in, like, uh, and then like the shoes and keeping up with the fashion and um, getting them re-engaged by saying his ex-girlfriend got into a relationship, so he went down that rabbit hole. It was about making this Generation Z kid addicted to his phone as much as possible. And the more polarizing, um, engaging rabbit hole content got him. It didn't matter like what side it was on. I thought it was pretty non-biased. Really? Yeah, and I, I could spot biases or not. But the main message was social media is evil. 
it's just so conflicting because I, I just with Netflix personally, I mean, there's a lot of people on the board. That- That's a bubble you're living in. I, I can objectify things from Netflix and yeah, their cuties documentary and all that crazy stuff and what you see and. But like, what's the what's the agenda there? Like, what what? Uh, exactly, because Netflix is the same addiction thing. Yeah. Continue watching, yeah. binge watching, exactly, right? Yeah. So I was surprised they had it up in the first place. That, that's why. Just... But the message of the film was pretty clear and cut. That hey, you need you should delete your social media. You should be aware of this. That this thing is controlling your life, which it is. I agree with all these points. So. This is why I don't have the Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. I don't have a Snapchat. I don't have none of that. The internet has given. And social media too has given a lot of people access to information. Like hundreds of years ago, uh, the information that the average person has now today would only the only like the kings and queens would have that information and that knowledge. Like it was like a it's privilege. Like we can we can eat more variety of food through Uber right now than the kings could ever live in their lifetime. Yeah, but my point is like I don't necessarily think if you should just like completely get off social media i mean i think there should be like a limit i don't because i still think like that's the place where you go to you know get this public discourse so i i they they're in that documentary they're saying delete it all don't even go on it uh, so see, and that's just another no, 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 extreme they're not, they're not saying extreme see it's not extreme that's why you, I, I should have had you watch before we recorded yeah. it's basically saying be aware of these dangers there's one guy in there like that wrote the book delete your social media and he's talking he's like a wizard looking dude i agree i agree that you know social media is has its negatives and, and you can live without it i've done it you yeah, don't I, need it i agree I, I, honest, my phone, I, was, I, need my phone. I was off social media from my second semester freshman year to sometime in sophomore year it was about a year and i felt great uh, the only reason I got back on was just for fun, shits and giggles, and then eventually it turned into me being back on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I remember when I broke my phone, like when I was 20 or something, and I didn't have a phone for two weeks. But the first three days, like I could feel myself like a, like a drug, like oh, where's my phone? I want to check something. And after three or four days, I'm like, wow, this feels good. Just driving without looking. You kind of feel left out because you're not able to communicate with but everybody. You get you over like, it. Yeah, I know. And everybody's communicating with each other. So, but that's my thing is like with twitter do you think people would get over it if they're just banned they have no place to have that discourse with people well i mean like i told you thing i don't think it's good that they can ban uh different people they don't like type deal well, another thing with social media too that you have to look at did they talk about this at all is like how it's become people's livelihoods and that's how they make money yeah yes yeah, so there's the pro too people what, have made what do they what do they say about that like what is that good or bad they gave pros and cons so like we've talked about having all the information in the world at your fingertips, communicate with long lost relatives. They have so many pros social media, but it's taken a, a mind of its own and it's trapped people in it and you gotta be very aware of it basically. It has taken a mind of its own. It's almost like it's its own place. This is like the machine learning thing where the machines are, you know, they had these three dudes like in a cubicle, they had like an avatar of the Gen Z guy and they were pushing buttons to see, oh, this gets more engagement. That didn't, that didn't work. Oh, we got him hooked here. It was pretty wicked, but it's like the AI really shaping this person and trying to get as much engagement, as much control as possible. Yeah, and with the AI learning too, um, eventually the AI beat the number one chess player in the world. It took a while, but it finally beat that. And then what it eventually started doing is the game Go. I don't know much about it, but apparently it's like the hardest game. It's a board game. And they built an AI that eventually beat the top guy in it. And then they beat an AI to beat that AI. And they, but yeah, and the way they did it was different. Like the second machine, the second one that beat the original machine, they had it learn 
like everything from itself. Like they didn't give it any instructions, and it eventually became like the top Go player. So it is crazy, like the exponential learning that AI, that machines have. So this is like in the Elon Musk, is, they all say, well, we're worried about it taking over, but what if this is the key to end suffering and all that? And see, I think suffering is good for like humans, right? You know, appreciate things. But what if it cures the cancer? What if it cures this, the homelessness, the poverty? Like we talked about capitalism last episode. What if capitalism leads to uh, utopia socialism because all the robots do our work? You know what I mean? So are we... Um, hurting progress by not letting these things run rampant or should we have more regulation it's tough to like have a hard point I don't think anything's black and white that's true it is a very gray area but I think a big message too and I, you know keep talking about it is you gotta look at yourself and see is this thing controlling me because it is freaking crazy that you could turn on your phone and how many likes you got or this person messaged you totally affects your mindset for the rest of the day totally affects everything like, I mean, you wake up in the morning and you got a great message from someone, you're happy. Know what I mean? If you didn't, your rest of your day is screwed. But who says that was even your reality if you never checked your phone, right? That It's crazy. Yeah. So it, it does shape your reality. And I think you need to be in control of it to not let it take over. Have some sort of responsibility. I agree. You just have to. Self-responsibility. I agree. And then also, I mean, we've talked about it quite a bit as like all the, the dating with social media and how that's changed everything. So overall, I have a question for you. Do you think social media is a net good or a net bad? Net good. I I think um, not necessarily just social media. I'm talking about the internet and all that, which is basically social media too, right? Yeah. I think for sure a net positive. I think it's all on the user if they want to make it a positive or negative. I think it, I mean, you can totally change your life. Like I use certain aspects of it to benefit my life. And I try to limit the negativities, you know? But I don't have my own personal stuff. And people thought that was crazy. And it's honestly been amazing. Like, you don't, if you need to get in contact with someone, you can figure it out. You can do business through an email, which is social media. But you can do business other ways. If I started, like, my Instagram when it first started and focused on getting followers and doing this, maybe I could uh, uh, relay sponsorship deals or stay in places for free. So there's... But is it at the cost of mental health? Is it the cost of fake relationships? Cost of shit I don't want to see? There's the balance, right? Yeah, and that was one of the things that I told you. Like, I didn't want to watch this documentary at first because I thought it was just going to be such a propaganda. Yeah, it's going to make me mad. Yeah, you're right. I saw a post on Twitter about it. So I was like, I'm just not going to watch it. I think there's pros and cons with that too. You know, I don't get that. I don't get angry, but then I also I'm keeping myself in a bubble. Yeah. Well, and it's also maybe you see a post and you're like, okay, there's a good review on it. Like, I'm not going to waste my time watching this. Or the problem is you see that post and your lens of that video is shaped. Like if you read a critic review before you watch a movie type deal, you go into different things with a different mindset. Yesterday I was on Twitter and there is... I don't like Joe Biden, I'll just come on and say. There was something about Joe Biden, um, how he was like reading off a teleprompter during one of his interviews. Turns out it was a hoax. Like he wasn't. He was communicating with somebody over. But my since I did not like Joe Biden and like the bubble I'm in on Twitter, I've realized that I am in a bubble on there. Um, all thought it was real, so it became real to me. And then today when I saw that it was a hoax, you know, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, not a hoax, you're just saying that, whatever. And it turns out it was. So I don't really know where I was going with that, but I understand now, like, all the people that are anti-Trump and how they fall for these hoaxes. Just because I don't like Joe Biden, I'm going to be initially, like, against his side, so I'm going to go with the hoax. 
there's a great series and I think New York Times does some good things, some bad things, whatever. It's called Rabbit Hole. It's a podcast. And they go deep into this about how people have become radicalized. And it's more so pointed to a guy getting radicalized on the right side and whatever. But it is fascinating, like the old uh, YouTube algorithm where, it, you know, people, they talk about it. They've changed that. That's not on YouTube. And is that bad? I mean, now you got, you're not having people go down the flat earth rabbit hole and maybe they, then they get, you know what I mean? Some people, like we've seen, can't, like, the free thought in the bubble idea is not in the reality, right? Who, so, who are you, though, to dictate, dictate that they can't I have agree. free thought? I agree, but... And who are you to say that they can't believe the Earth is... So, then the opposite end is, like, I, well, you're saying that they should do this, um, and they can look at anything they want, but then on the other side, their reality is like, oh, my God, I don't want someone to go shoot up the Pizzagate pizza place, and that's obviously... You know, used as one to dismiss stuff, right? But the one bullet there, hit the hard drive in there. Is there? Um, that was real. Something to say about hey, maybe if we have these tools, we're gonna lead it down this path. Yeah, it's tough, but it, it's such a black and white topic. But the reason it's super tough right now too is because there's people being radicalized on both the left and the right, and the other side thinks the other side is being too radicalized and they're super wrong, and so some radical they. I think some people think some radicalization is okay where some is bad and that's creating even more of like what's okay and what's not. Well, like you said, you know, we destabilized other countries in the past through different methods, CIA actors and all that. Now we can do with social media. Now it's the tables, it's getting turned on us. It's from China, it's from Russia, it's from probably some allies too, it's from our own internal people, you know, and uh, it's, it's, uh, (laughs) you're stupid. It's, It's the, the tools have been turned on us, know what I mean? And people got to figure like, hey, I'm in a bubble. You know, I'm in my own bubble. I know I know, I have my own perceptions yeah. and realities, and I try to get out of it. But also we talk about, do you want to live in a shattered bubble? No, because then you're fucked up. You don't take no action. Yeah. When you live in like, what is real? What's not? Oh, my God, I'm going crazy. This rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. You don't do nothing. Uh-huh. That's something you've gotten into. That's yeah. something I had gotten into in the past. And you just get angry or, or out of it. And then there's another conspiracy right there. Like, what if they're all just throwing all this information out there to get you to the point where I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. So it gets you to the point where I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit on my ass. That's what happened during the lockdown in yeah. Italy. They were so um, uh, generalized, kind of wishy-washy with the new rules. They come every three weeks. So no one knew what to do. So they said, I might as well just sit here and just and cower. Yeah. And get fats and watch Netflix. Yeah. Because they, they, would, they would make everything so... Uh, Ambiguous. Ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it is. We do live in just an absolute wild time. And this comes back to our evolution. Are we able to handle this technology at this point? So should you go off the grid? Should you do this? It's on you, though. It is on you. It has to be. It is just finding a healthy balance. You know, some days on, some days off. Being aware of how much time you're spending on it. And that's the thing, too, is just being aware in general while you're on it. Because I realized, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was sending some, some of my friends some tweets, and I do it throughout the day sometimes. And I realized, like, one day, I'm in a major bubble right now. Like, everything I'm seeing is just one way. And so I do think you need to, like, expose yourself to the other side. This is what YouTube maybe tried doing. So instead of going down your rabbit hole, they said, hey, come back to here. Come back, come see this. So... 
because uh, they talk about this in rabbit hole. Why can't you see uh, liberal stuff if you're going down a conservative hole? See the other point of view. On YouTube, though, if you try to go down a rabbit hole, you will find Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, deep, deep, no, but they're not they're not talking about it. They're debunking it. It's not even a conversation about it. They're like, this is why this is false. But that's like the other edge of the coin, like you said. Maybe they're trying to help some people get out of a bubble, but is it is it for? Or they're bringing some. Or they're trying to say that the other side of the bubble is crazy. No, yeah, it, trust me, I, I I get that, I do. But you like you're saying some things, and I'm saying, oh, maybe there's ways that they're trying to make it happen. You, you want to let everything just go for free? But and why that, uh, why is CNN and Fox News able to dictate? What I money. want. Yeah, I know. Yeah, money. And that's on you to say, okay, I'm going to have to go search for something else. So I'm going to go read a book. But, dude, even I just in general on YouTube now, even if you search, you're not finding it. They have done such a great job of burying videos. It's not, I'm, YouTube ten, five years ago was epic. You could just literally find a story, find something, and just go down this major rabbit hole. And sure, some of them might have been batshit crazy, but it's still entertaining. And I think people, to a degree, at least some, can be like, okay, wow, this is bad shit. I do not agree with this. You know what I mean? Like, it, I, so I think some people still need to be exposed to like the bad shit theories to be like, okay, you know, maybe this is insane and I'm going down. Like it, it helps make them more self-aware. Maybe. I don't know. I think as you've seen with the public and how people got addicted, we're in a casino right now. It's a Tuesday afternoon. There's people pulling the trigger. You know what I mean? Just like with social media. I mean, maybe some of these people, they can't get out of the bubble and they have to be guided and otherwise they're going to go extreme and they're going to do this. And that's the other end of the coin is you, I always talk about personal responsibility. Okay. Get off your fucking phone then, right? Get off your phone. Well, some people, they're not doing it. So now those other people are thinking we need to do this and we need to. I just don't think it's the state's job to come in and tell you, you know, Hey, two hours today on your phone. None less. It's. If somebody wants their life to be on Twitter 24-7, yeah. it's not your responsibility. That's their responsibility. You should, if they want their life to be shit, you don't need to go save them. Yeah, then they can't, uh, then the people behind the scenes can do what they want too. Why, why? And they have the responsibility to go search different Twitter things if they're forced to bubble um, from CNN and Fox. They got to go on 4chan, then they got to go on deep forums and reddit and weird stuff. I guess my whole thing is what it's come to now is like shaming the other side. Um, For instance, if one of my friends is going to vote one way this year and somebody that he's close with is like opposite, any text, uh, puts him in a group chat, text the friends like, hey, he's voting XYZ this year. And it's constant shaming of him and I see that on larger platforms with like especially CNN and the liberals are very much shaming Trump supporters if you have I'm sure you've noticed it and then that that's the part where it's like okay like with where they're debunking these conspiracy theories it's they're shaming them for being wrong it's not like this open discourse be like hey why do you think this way it's like no you're a deplorable idiot it's, it's what is so different from the, the rest of uh, our human history this has happened everywhere. If someone is crazy, they mob up and say, get the fuck out of our uh, tribe. Crazy. Huh? I don't think these people are crazy. I think some are. Uh, okay, some are, but I I don't know. When 95% of the media is shaming one side, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, there, there's something there. Yeah, and people see it. And there's a reason Trump got elected in 2016, because of it. Yeah. And yeah, eight, eight corporations own like 95% of the media. Four. 
before. Yeah, I mean, so it's Disney crazy. bought a lot of Fox. So, so, but you're talking people should be free to do whatever they want. Well, why can't these corporations be free to make as much money as they want and manipulate everyone too? There's two sides of the coin. You know, what, what's fair? Like, if you want everyone to be free, then this is what it's going to lead to. And maybe this does lead to the, the civilization okay, that leaves the earth type thing. When companies like CNN shame and stuff, it influences people... Like, my friend was being shamed by one of his buddies. Like, it, the shaming then, once you see, like, the big guys do it, like, oh, it's okay, the media's doing it, I can do it too. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how you fix it. I think it's human I nature. Either. I, I think it's either. human nature. And I think the only thing that's ever, like, uh, changed, really changed thing is blood. So maybe that's what it leads to, right? I mean, we're seeing it right now, you know. It's kind of funny that there is, like, a, a common agreement uh, amongst most most people that there will be a civil war. Have you noticed that? If you go on Twitter or social media... You see it a lot. Maybe they're priming us, you know? Yeah. Self-fulfilling uh, prophecy. The big thing I got from the social dilemma is um, obviously you need to be somewhat self-responsible dealing with your, your social media, but also maybe there's a bigger picture in play and maybe holding us back from the future might not be the best idea. Maybe it is, but... The bottom line is you need to take personal responsibility for your own life. If social media is a problem to you, maybe you don't notice it. You got to become aware of it. Maybe you get aware by listening to this freaking podcast. And then you got to make a change because you can't rely on YouTube. You can't rely on CNN. You can't rely on Fox to do it for you or the government to do it for you. Yeah. The only person that can save you is you. And it's just also not taking everything for fact that you read online. There's so many people... Like, not even talking just straight politics here. I'm talking, you know, the guy on Twitter that's saying that's saying he runs a multi-million dollar company with no face on it and he's selling a course or some shit. Like, you got to take everything for a grain of salt and, you know. But here's the crazy thing, though. I think humans have a hard time doing it. Like, we're seeing this casino right now. You're pulling a lever. You know you're probably going to lose. You never, ever win, but you keep coming back. And I mean, people keep coming back to Twitter. They keep coming back here and there. They, it's like they don't have control. And that's just interesting point. That's human psychology. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I kind of can relate with like drug addiction. I knew it wasn't good for me, and there were at points where I like wanted to quit when I where I couldn't. I just I was today would be my last day. And I had so many last days of using like today is my last day, and then the next day it's probably the same way. I know, especially with me for Twitter. Okay, last time on Twitter today. Uh uh-uh, uh, still on it. This goes to the point, can humans handle freedom? And if they can't, then the people that can, are they allowed to lead them and sadly manipulate them or gain the power? That's kind of crazy. How is civilization moved by, you know, great people taking control? There wasn't always democracies, right? I was just going to say, yeah, for most, and I always say it too, like, uh, the ancients were advanced in different ways, but they, a lot of them, they're still just as brutal as we were today, the same way. Worse. Yeah. The, the, the Aztecs were blood sacrificing people on a rock, 80,000 of them. And they still, yeah, and they were still Slavery was everywhere. Yeah. One guy Human making sacrifice. the decisions for the community. It wasn't as much of a democracy like you just said. And I think we've just been so fortunate to live in the U.S. that we think, when we think, think of history think everybody had the freedoms and everything that we have and that just simply is not the case so we got to this point somehow so what if there's even a better point 100 years from now a usa that's 10 million times better 
through this AI machine learning that handles all our issues and solves our, our human psychology. Yeah, and I, I said it to you the other day is, you know, there's capitalism, socialism, communism. Like, is there another ism? And maybe social, the AI leads us to uh, this capital, socialism type deal that it's, everybody's happy and nobody's poor. I, so I do get your point. I get what you mean. I can see your side. Uh, and I agree with you. It's just, I, I don't know what to do. It's not my it. side. I'm, I'm playing you're, devil's yeah. advocate. But what you're saying, I agree with yeah. what you're saying. Like I'm trying to dive into deeper perspectives and get in my own bubble. I love freedom more than anything, but then I look at where we're at now for the 15th time, and I'm like, whoa, maybe machines are smarter and they could make us get to a better place in human history and more happy and fulfilled and all that. And I think from my side, I'm just so focused on like me not wanting to be not wanting to give up my freedoms where then it, I extend that perspective where everybody should be free. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm probably going to fight tooth and nail for my freedoms. I don't want a chip. I don't want this, but I'm trying to look at some bigger pictures and maybe these Silicon Valley people, they have an idea with the powerful tools they have and obviously some of them aren't going to use it for good, probably most of them, but I'm looking at big pictures, trying to look outside my own personal bubbles. Yeah. It's about 40 minutes. Sound good? Yeah. Uh, Bye, guys.